it's not a traditional muffaletta sandwich. It's like quite huge. Um, yeah, my thought yeah. is I'm not eating that. So like, I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way about the beignets. Like for everybody else, that's fine, but I don't. <laughs> you don't touch that. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. Sam, safely ensconced in your green room, which you provided a walkthrough tour of for our Patreons not too long ago. Uh, That's right. All of the elements of your your fabulous green room there. Yeah, my popcorn bucket collection, a couple of sippy cups that I have, some of the artwork in here. You know, it's real, it's real fancy. Yes. (laughs) And of course, my Topo Chico, which is always next to me. Oh my god. But not for every show. The earlier in the morning that we record, then I'd usually a cup of coffee, um, sometimes iced, sometimes hot. Uh, but yeah, in the afternoon when we're recording or the evening when we're recording, it's always a top- Topo Chico. Well, the DCL duo may be brought to you by my path unwinding travel, but Samantha is brought to you by <laughs> Topo Chico. So that's right. Well, Absolutely. we're excited to welcome back a three-peat guest all that's the way right. from the Big Easy. Welcome, Tracy. Hi. So good to have you back, Tracy. We we know we we spoke to you not too long ago about a great sailing you did out of New York City all the way up to New England. It was sounded like a really fun trip. And then you were just recently on the magic again. So you've been just sailing quite a bit, but it's lovely to have you back. Before we dive into talking about your cruise, why don't you remind folks of your Disney Cruise Line background, how many times you've sailed and which ships you've been on? We've been on all five. This was, I don't know, 14 or 15. But this year, this has been a busy year for us. Like we weren't even platinum when the year started. And this was cruise number six in the last 12 months. Oh my goodness. It's just worked out. Like it's just, I mean, the magic came here. So of course I'm going to right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be super nice when the ship is within reach of you, within driving distance, right? Like that's our problem is it's never within driving distance. I guess when it's in Vancouver, but those Alaska cruisers are so pricey. <laughs> yeah. When the wonder's in Vancouver, it's it's in driving distance. But the, yeah, those cruisers but several are... hours, several hours. I think what is it's True. probably what a half hour for you, Tracy, to get to the port or... Oh, not even like when when the ship is in port, we drive past it every day to and from work in school. We cross over the river. So it's maybe a 10 minute drive from my house to drop off at the drop off line. That's awesome. I love it because just seeing the magic or the wonder, um, depending on which ship it is that's in port in New Orleans, it's just such a lovely sight to see. I mean, (laughs) the other cruise ships that pull in on the river are just not nearly as pretty as a Disney ship is. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We were bummed when we were there recently. We couldn't watch her sail uh, in because I forget, it was. It, I was watching the times, and she didn't make it in until like past eleven o'clock at night or something crazy. So yeah, we just weren't able to make it down there. But Tracy, let's talk about this fabulous cruise you took out of New Orleans on the on the Magic. This was not your first time on the Magic. You've been on Disney Cruise Line many times. I got to believe you were on the Magic before. Yeah, this is actually our third time on the Magic. In 12 months. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Because remember, their New England one was also on the magic because she's the one who's been doing the East Coast and then, you know, the yeah, Galveston yeah. and New Orleans because the Wonder has not left the West Coast. The Wonder's been out of San Diego for the whole year before it's going to sail over to uh, Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, it's been kind of a different. It's kind of nice that you guys have had the magic there for a change since it's been the Wonder. Is there any, any disappointment, though, in the fact that the Magic has no New Orleans themed restaurants or bars like the like the Wonder does. I definitely miss the Wonder being in New Orleans. It, it's funny because the Wonder was the last ship we went on. It was the first ship I ever went on. It was the last ship I went on before the pandemic. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm so glad the Magic's coming. You know, I've been on the Wonder enough. And now I that the Wonder was the last ship I went on. It's not coming anywhere that's accessible. I'm like, I miss the Wonder. i love it yeah i I do think it's an odd choice for them to put the magic into new orleans considering the wonder has tiana's place and that bar outside of tiana's place the name of which is the not the french the french quarter lounge right yeah because the bayou is on the wish um they guess still got all the abita beer bottles up on the on the bar for the french quarter lounge so i'm hopeful she might make a triumphant return in new orleans one of these days but yeah well this was a six night itinerary you shared off air and it went to Cozumel and Grand Cayman. Did I get that right? 
Correct. Mm-hmm. Nice. What made you choose this itinerary? Was it just uh, length or I guess they're all pretty similar going out of New Orleans. They don't have much variation. I would say, you know, the itineraries are great, but we did two DCL excursions, really enjoyed both of them. Um, you know, I think Cozumel is kind of like the Nassau of the Western Caribbean. Almost, yeah. They go there almost every sailing. But, um, you know, we still managed to find something different that we hadn't done before and really enjoyed it. Was the attraction to this this particular sailing the six nights? Because I know that some of the cruises that go out in New Orleans are only, what, four or five nights, right? Yeah, no, I'm the budget cruiser. So this one, the price was like amazing on the Disney Plus promotion. Oh, and yeah. So I think that was, and it was the one of the longest ones that they offer out of New Orleans. Oh, that's such a good point. I keep forgetting that, you know, several of the ships you were eligible for that Disney Plus promotion, which is no longer, I don't think, happening. I think it already expired, but it was for sailings for basically early this year. And it was the third and fourth cruiser. What were they? Were they free or 50% free. off or free? Yeah, yeah, free. So that's a huge, I mean, that's a huge value. Tell us, Tracy, who is in your normal sta- uh, sailing party and who went with you on this cruise? Normally, it's myself, my two daughters, and my mom, and then um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. We probably sail together like 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on this cruise, we got to have my sister-in-law and my niece and nephew who were first-time cruisers. Oh, fun. Oh, so nice. fun, yes. So it's a big family party this time. Right. Mm-hmm. And with some first-timers. Oh, my goodness. How did you prepare them for what they were getting themselves into? We like to, we, we always talk to first time cruisers and we ask them, you know, how do you prepare? Right. And most of the time, the answer is they go to YouTube and they start searching for, for videos. Sometimes they'll have search podcasts and they'll find us or the DCL podcast. Sometimes they're reading blog articles. But when you're sailing with an experienced cruiser like yourself, you've got a resource built in. So what, what kind of information did you give them before you all sailed as to what to expect? or what they might want to book. The, the kids are young. They're seven and six. So you don't need to give them much information. We're like, hey, we're going to get some pirate costumes and <laughs> we're going to do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And, you know, we're going to swim in the pool and they just get really excited. Um, The youngest, when we first told her, she was scared. She was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go. So then we did go oh. to YouTube and pull up some videos and that any fear she had evaporated immediately. <laughs> she was very excited. So if anybody experiences that with a child, please be sure to pull up the videos of kids having fun on the ship. And uh, that should put their fears at ease. All right. Well, so tell us what kind of room did you select? And uh, what was sort of the selection of rooms? Because obviously, you were with a larger party for this sailing. Uh, we were in two rooms. We were just our regular standard inside. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Deluxe inside. We made sure we got the split bathroom. The other people in our party were assigned a handicapped accessible room. Mm. Oh, interesting. This cruise was completely sold out. They tried a few times switching rooms, but there was nothing. The room was huge, obviously, right? And the pull-down beds are larger. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like the ones that come down off of the wall. I I wouldn't say they were double, but they were definitely bigger than the standard couch and bunk bed um, so that two small children could fit comfortably in them and did. wow. A number of times. (laughs) Does it, it didn't have as much storage. So Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law, that's whose room it was. She loved it. And she is hoping to get another room like that. I wasn't a big fan again, because like there's a lot of space, but it's just not well utilized to me. Mm -hmm. Like the space is there for a a wheelchair to be able to move around freely and turn around that that's not a great use of space to me. And then no split bathroom. Right, right. We've seen actually one of those rooms, one of our friends that we sailed with kind of likes also likes to sail in one of those rooms. So we, of course, got to look at it. And it is like very spacious. But I agree with you. The shape is a little bit odd, assuming it's similar to the one your mother-in-law was in. And it's there's like nothing there. So there's not it's not like it's a bad use of space. It's just like, what are you going to use the space for? There's not furniture to fill it, right? So it's not like there's an extra couch to sit on. There's still the one couch and then the bunk bed, right? And then there's just this empty space. I guess if you had like a lot of small children who like to play on the floor, maybe that would be a good use of space. But other than that, you're right. Like there's a lot of room for a wheelchair to turn around or to just set a wheelchair or scooter or something, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about the port stops you had, Tracy, because so we've been to Cozumel before, but what did you get up to in Cozumel? You mentioned Disney port excursion. So I'm curious which one you did. Myself and my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's 12, did coral reef restoration. Everyone else did stay on the ship. But it sounded really interesting to me. Maybe 
from reading the description, it sounded like a bit of, you know, um, what do they call that? Ecotourism or voluntourism? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. We really didn't do much work, but we really enjoyed it. So we walked off the pier. We met on board, of course, walked off uh, onto the pier and then immediately boarded a smaller boat, take maybe a 15 minute boat right over to the other side of the island. Have y'all been over there? No, I don't think we have. There's like, I think there's another cruise dock over there. There weren't any ships and there weren't many ships in port at all that day on Sunday. It's not a busy day over there. So we went to it now. I can't remember the name of the tour provider, but um, so we went and we had a presentation there where they, it was about the life cycle of coral, right? I really enjoyed it. My daughter enjoyed it. It definitely would not be everyone's thing. We learned a lot. We got to observe some coral that was no longer growing. We got to observe the coral that they're growing in tanks. And then we got to go out into like a mangrove area really close to the shore. We planted some mangrove seeds, um, got to see a few small tide pools. And then we snorkeled for about 45 minutes uh, and got to see the coral restoration, like the coral that they've started to grow in a tank and then they transplant it into the ocean. I've done a few underwater things like we've done the submarine and some other stuff in Cozumel. This was definitely some of the best coral I've seen in that area. So that was really encouraging. But I would say um, the tour guides, the tour operators were extremely patient. If you had not snorkeled before, like they really took their time with you. I mean, we, we've snorkeled a lot, but there was another family who hadn't. And I think the son may have had some special needs and like his parents were trying to help him. That wasn't really working. But when mm-hmm. the guide would work with him and this that's the way with all kids, right? Like they're not going to yep. listen to their parents. But if the other person is helping them and explaining it to them, um, you know, him with the buoy and everything, he was able to enjoyed some of the snorkeling too. Oh, that's awesome. I think he was pretty anxious. Yeah. But with the help of the guide, patients and having a buoy and a vest, so, you know, he could know that he absolutely could not sing. <laughs> he was able to, to get it and have a good time. We all were. Yeah. How long was the excursion and did they include any, you know, lunch or anything in it? Uh, lunch wasn't included. There was a really small restaurant there. Probably all of that was like, th- we snorkeled for probably 45 minutes. So all in all, That was probably like two and a half hours. Then we waited like maybe 15 to 30 minutes for the boat to come back and get us, take us back to the ship. Mm -hmm. They had a bathroom there. It was pretty clean. They had some showers to rinse off. They had Mm -hmm. all of that there at the facility. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And you said you booked that through Disney Cruise Line, but it was an outside tour provider, obviously, right? Right. Um, it was called Coral Reef, Cozumel Coral Reef Restoration. When you got back to the ship um, or got off of the boat, did you guys do any sort of walking around Cozumel or did you just get back on the ship to enjoy the beautiful Disney magic? Uh, we just stayed on the ship. I thought for a minute about walking down into like the the Centro to try some Mexican food, but I was like, I just, I just want to relax. Like, I just want to <laughs> sit here. <laughs> What was the weather like on the cruise, Tracy? I meant to ask that up front Um, because it was a little cold in New Orleans when we got there and then it was kind of all over the place uh, while we were there. So I'm just curious, how was the weather uh, for the cruise overall? Uh, Beautiful and perfect. The weather in New Orleans is all over the place this time of year. Yeah. Um, I think it was like in the 80s, the day or two that we left and then we get back and like it was in the 40s for like two weeks. So. (laughs) It's just New Orleans. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, but the, the water was so the, the temperature was great. It wasn't cold. Um, every the weather was beautiful and perfect in both ports. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, that's good to hear. It's why you get on a cruise ship, I think, this time of year. So that's good to hear. We got to talk about Grand Cayman, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What'd you get up to in Grand Cayman, Tracy? Grand Cayman, we love to snorkel. So we did another snorkeling excursion. Um, this one was much bigger. The one in Cozumel was probably us and two or three other families, mm. maybe 10 people total. This one was sh- reef and shipwreck snorkel. Okay. Um, so you take the tender boat over to the pier. Grand Cayman's a tender port. A sh- like there's the, the area that you walk through is, is not big. There's not a lot there. And then you take like immediately off the pier. There's plenty downtown to walk to. You take about a five minute walk down to another pier. You get out on their boat. You go out on the boat a little bit. But I mean, if you're a strong swimmer, you probably could swim back to shore. Like you can see the ship the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're out in open water and it's not that deep. So we snorkeled um, called Cheeseburger. It's called Cheeseburger Reef because it's pretty close (laughs) to a Burger King there. No way. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But that was the biggest, most beautiful reef I have ever snorkeled in the Caribbean. Oh, cool. Healthy, vibrant. So um, I don't know if y'all, how aware y'all are of the plight of our coral in this world today, but it looked great and it was very encouraging and I was happy to see it. Oh, that's awesome. 
was the water like nice and clear so you could see everything? I love yes. that. Ugh. The water was perfect both places. Um, so nice and clear, not much current. You could just float. You didn't really even have to swim. And there, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't a lot of current. You weren't going to drift far away. So um, I did it. My 12-year-old did it. And my 70-year-old mother did it. Oh, awesome. Oh, wow. I love snorkeling. And I, I we haven't been to Grand Cayman. That's like one of those ports that I feel like we get asked about quite a bit. but since we've never been, we are like, sorry, you know, ask, you know, maybe ask some folks in our Facebook group if they've been. Were there other excursions that you guys were considering doing or any other um, stuff that you all did on your own, not as a part of the excursion? Um, The first time we went in 2020, we did book an excursion that went to Starfish Point, Mm -hmm. Starfish Beach, um, because Disney didn't offer it then. And the one that they offered this time, they didn't add it until later. And it was pretty expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. We used an outside tour provider last time. I would highly recommend Starfish Beach, especially for younger kids or kids who aren't strong swimmers. Um, There isn't a lot there. Like there's no vendors with chairs or anything like that. Like you're going to go, the water's going to be very shallow and calm. You're going to see a lot of starfish, but it's not really somewhere you could hang out all day. Right. And it's on the complete opposite side of the island from where the cruise port stop, cruise boat stop. They say the public transit in Grand Cayman is pretty good, but I think it's like a 45 minute bus ride each way. Oh, wow. Um, But there are plenty of independent tour operators that are going to take you to Starfish Beach for a little while. And then they'll usually, they have like two other stops, a snorkeling stop and um, Stingray City. The second two, you know, if you have a young kid who really isn't comfortable in the water, I don't know how much they're going to like that. Starfish Beach, I would say is the best for your littlest cruisers. Now, how long was the the excursion you did this time, the snorkeling excursion? How long did you actually get in the water snorkeling? Because that's one of the other complaints that some of us have about some of the snorkeling excursions that they call it a snorkeling excursion, but then you get in the water for like 30 minutes and then the rest of the time is time in a bus and time in a, or, you know, something like that. How is this one? Uh, I think we did it probably about 40, 45 minutes at each place. Oh, that's Which, I mean, good. For me, someone who loves snorkeling, could I do much longer? Yes. But if you, I think that's long enough for your average snorkeler, certainly. Yeah. 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 Well, and you got to be lathered up with sunscreen before each time or your back is going to just get <laughs> baked, right? Um, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm just like fully covered SPF gear. I don't even, <laughs> I, can't even I can't even with the sunscreen anymore. I'm going to burn anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point. Was there, um, did you guys have any food on this excursion? I love asking about food, of course. So just Uh, no, we didn't have any food, but I'm sorry. I only talked about the reef. So after we did the reef, we all got back on the boat. We took like a five minute ride to a spot a little further over. And that's where we snorkeled over the Cali shipwreck. Oh, cool. How did you like the shipwreck? Um, it was really cool. Yeah. I feel like that's. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> this like this huge World War II submariner thing, you know, like the stuff you see on the Discovery Channel. But no, right. it was definitely cool. I had not I had not done a shipwreck before. Yeah. So it was cool to see. I, and they gave us some background on the shipwreck. I believe this was around the turn of the century and that ship that was carrying rice or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then the boat sank overnight when there was no one on it. So I don't think there were any casualties while it was docked. But um mm-hmm. It's pretty close to shore. But once we got off the boat, when when the tour was over, there was a restaurant directly to your left. And from that restaurant, like it was on the water and you could go down like a set of um, like a ladder down the stairs and swim in the ocean at the restaurant if you wanted to. Oh, cool. And then across the street was this place called Waffle Monkey. We didn't go there, but I mean, I think they had like, you know, mac and cheese stuffed waffles and stuff like that. Mac and cheese stuffed waffles? It's, yeah, it's kind of like a waffle cone, but it has... Do they not have that at Disney World somewhere? Am I imagining oh. that? Maybe it's somewhere else. Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. I haven't had one, but I think I've seen it for sure. That's crazy. Waffle cone with savory food. I kind of like it. I mean, it's like a crepe, right? Like people do that all the time with crepes. You have, you know, savory food in them. Mac and cheese sounds like weird, but delicious in one of those at the same time. (laughs) We unfortunately did not try it. I think that was a Indian food day on the magic, which is always a favorite at Cabana's of mine. Oh, yeah. I was like excited to get back on board for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Wait, how did you know it was Indian food day? We It's funny. I don't know that I've ever asked or found out like which day, which food is going to be in Cabanas. 
experience has taught me now on the first day I asked myself, I'm like, what's churro Mickey waffle day and what's Indian food day? (laughs) Those are the days that I need to know. That's such a good tip. Okay, we're li- putting this tip out there for those who who don't who haven't been on before or those who didn't know this trick cuz I didn't know this trick either, but apparently you can ask your servers and they will tell you this. Well, and the I feel like the Wish actually has Indian food quite often in cabanas, but yeah, the other ships don't. I I didn't it's funny. We uh, I tend to not go to cabanas that much. Me so either, but on those cabanas, days, but, I make yeah. sure that I am there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to try cabanas out on one of the embarkation days this time, Sam, because everyone... You mean Marceline, yeah. But uh, yes. Marceline Market, yes, on one of the embarkation days, because I forget who it was we were talking to. It might have been Drew and Haley that said that they had chicken tiki masala on embarkation day and that it was yes. delicious. So I got to give yes. that a try. Um, I don't know if you've ever had this, Tracy, but the oreo cheesecake on embarkation day it's only at lunch you can have it you can get it at the sit-down lunch but they also have like the small pieces at cabanas or marceline market or at least I, i've seen it in, but in smaller pieces and it is like the best cheesecake ever and i've even got the recipe for it i'm sure i'll never make it but <laughs> <laughs> one of the waiters it was the restaurant manager guy when I mentioned how much I love it. He's like, oh, let me find you the, the, you know, the recipe. And so he gave me the recipe for it. I'm actually not a cheesecake person. You know, that's a lot of people are not cheesecake people. And I'm not a big dessert person, but cheesecake is the kind of is a dessert I can get behind. I'm, I have to say I'm quite particular about my cheesecake, though. I don't just eat any old regular cheesecake. See, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can make chicken finger chicken tiki masala uh, on the wish. So that will happen for anyone out there who wants to review that is going. If down. you figure that out, I would be so intrigued. <laughs> I think the answer is you just get chicken fingers and then you get chicken tiki masala and you put it on top of it. Yeah, well, is that what you're talking I about. Your, I did take your pro tip about the the chicken fingers from Cabanas being like more fresh than the ones out the on pool the deck. Pool deck, and I I think you were right. We we actually had to go to Cabanas on impartation day because. Like I said, we've been on a lot of cruises, which has led to quite a few missed school days already. <laughs> so my kids went to school that day till like oh, wow. two o'clock. Wow. Literally like picked them up from school. 10 minutes later, we're in line getting dropped off with our luggage. And then we express walks, walked off for the first time on debark day. And everybody went to school and work that day too. <laughs> I love it. Talk okay. about a rough transition back into reality. But um, we I missed our that. empanadas. That was I was so sad. I love the embarkation empanadas. Uh, that's like Yes. So that's the one thing you have to get go to sit down lunch in order to get the empanadas. For those who are listening who haven't been on Disney Cruise Line before, every day has a different menu at lunch and of course at dinner, although there's the the traditional rotational menus repeat because as you're moving, they are serving different people essentially. But yeah, one of the great things on embarkation day in sit down dining at lunch is a beef empanada. And Brian likes the muffalata sandwich as well. Um, Although Tracy, you probably have some thoughts about the muffalata sandwich because (laughs) being a New Orleanian, it's not a traditional muffalata sandwich. It's like quite huge. Um, yeah, my thought really. is I'm not eating that. So like, I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way about the beignets. Like for everybody else, that's fine. But I don't... <laughs> you don't touch that. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and probably not like shrimp and grits and jambalaya and stuff on board either. <laughs> No. <laughs> you're shaking your head for those who are not watching on video but listening tracy is shaking her head and making a really funny face like nope i can appreciate i can appreciate that because like when we go to alani and we go to the i forget the makahiki one of the one of them does sushi and i'm like we live in seattle we get terrific sushi yes. in seattle Olelu. And- yeah. Yeah. Olelu. The Olelu room. Yes. And we get terrific seafood or seafood in Seattle, sushi in Seattle, especially in like the Olelu room just does not measure up. I'm sure that there are before everyone writes me who's been to Hawaii. I'm sure there are fabulous sushi restaurants in Hawaii. I'm not knocking the sushi in Hawaii. I'm just saying on property at Olani, I don't need it. So (laughs) got it. No. I want to rewind for a second because you had some first time cruisers with you. And so, you know, we skipped right ahead because you're a experienced cruiser. But I'm curious what your first time cruisers thought about the ship when they boarded and just, you know, what were their first impressions around Disney Cruise Line when they got on? They were ecstatic. They were six and seven. So, I mean, we we unfortunately did not get to board with them. Like I said, um, my kids had to go to school. They were free to get on the ship immediately. They were like, they called our name. They told me when we got on board, the sail away party, watching them mm. was such a blast. You know, sailing with me, of course, I know. I'm like, look, y'all need to get in this 
special area in the front. I love that so much. Yes, the kids are so happy that they do that. I feel like on the wish, maybe they didn't have that. You know, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been so long ago, but I feel like they maybe did. Did they? I, just, I don't know. We were up above though. We we were we were not on the floor when we did sail away on the wish. We were all the way up above drinking champagne. <laughs> um and Nathan was there with us and we were like wearing our ears and stuff, but it was August, so or July, August, whatever the date was. It was so so darn hot. We were sweating. Like I ended up having a we didn't stay the whole time. Brian um and our friends stayed at the whole time out at sail away but i had to take nathan inside because he was just his poor seattle body was just schwitzing it was like not the heat is oppressive at those times not yeah yeah well and you like the sail away breeze yeah yeah well and you you have like you guys are used to it because in new orleans it gets that hot and that humid it's really the humidity i think that really did always does us in um but the combination is just brutal in the summertime yeah, no, I, I definitely understand. Yeah, and we just don't get that here in Seattle. <laughs> so what did the what did the new kid cruisers think of the kids club? Were they able to uh, oh, yeah. to go in? So my daughter, who is also seven, she was very like large and in charge with this group. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. She was so excited to show her cousins the kids club and how everything works. Yeah, so they went and had some time down there during open house. And then after sail away, they hit the kids club immediately. We had to do like the whole thing. I kind of forgot about like you get the the parent has to come down and like verify the first time and everything. Yep. I was checking them in. So it took a minute to get them signed in. But uh, yeah, they were really, really excited to hit the kids club. Oh, I love nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to sort of check them in the fir- the first time ever. They have to be checked in and, you know, they either give you your band at boarding in the port or sometimes they give you your band once you get on board. It kind of depends, I think, on if you pre-registered them or not. And then if you haven't, if the if you're new to cruising, you've got to give a password. You've got to, they want to check and find out if who can sign the kid in and out of the club, all of that kind of stuff. If your kid's got allergies, if you're kids got any kind of medical issue they need to know about all that sign up stuff happens but yeah we kind of forget about that right tracy is you know once your kids have been on so many times it's like the process is so so quick now um to sort of register them that it's you know it's takes a second that first time and even though their mom had filled all that out in advance like i couldn't drop them off the first time their mom had to be there Uh, to confirm all of that information the first time even though she had you know, she right. listed me as one of the people that could sign him out that very first time she still had to be there to verify, or I guess someone in their stateroom had to be there mm-hmm. to verify that information. Yeah, that makes sense. Did they all enjoy the kids club then? It sounds like they, I mean, if they wanted to go back right after sail away, did they kind of spend a lot of time there over the course of the, the six days? Yes. In fact, I would say like by day three, there was a solid routine of get up, hit cabanas, Mickey waffles, an hour and a half of pool time clean up a little bit, kids club, and then on to like evening activities later that oh, day, wow. maybe like a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Which means a little bit more relaxing adult time for you. Right. Uh, what did So how about your your 12 year old? Was your 12 year old interested in the kids club or the tween club or just kind of hanging out with mom? She's never really taken to edge I mean, she'll give it a chance, but she really does better, honestly, when I connect her with like, we'll use the Facebook group and reach out, you know, and she'll connect with like two or three other kids in advance. And then they kind of just kind of do their own thing once they're on the ship. Um, I would highly recommend that to any parent. She's been doing that since she was maybe like eight, even when she was in Oceaneers. So, but if she had a friend to like hanging out the pool with or hanging out the kids club with, it made the cruise so much more enjoyable for her. That's awesome. I keep trying to encourage her to like give Edge more of a chance, but I don't know. I guess she's just too cool for school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm a little surprised she doesn't like connect with those friends and then them go to Edge together, right? Because they do all kinds of activities. Um, For those listening who don't know what Edge is, it's the it's the tween club on board. So it's for 11 to 14 year olds, I believe. So there's overlap between uh, 11 and 12 year olds are allowed to go to either the Oceaneers Club or Edge or both, obviously at different times. They don't need a parent to to check out in and out of Edge. They just need to be the right age. And then the same for Vibe, which is the teen club 
which I think is like 13 through 17, if I'm not incorrect. So there's some overlap there too. But they do all kinds of like fun, like their own kinds of trivia and own, own, you know, board games and video games. And there's some cool spaces for them to kind of hang out in. But I think that's super smart, Tracy, connecting them ahead of time with other cruisers of similar age. When you do that, do you just kind of post in the Facebook group? Does anybody else have a 12-year-old or a 12-year-old girl or, or whatever? to kind of find someone to connect them with? Or how do you kind of make that connection ahead of time? So she doesn't have any social media, but for this, I'll let her like pick a picture, post it of herself in the group and write a short little description about herself. And then, you know, usually other parents will either like, we can do Facebook Messenger kids or just texting if they Mm -hmm. have phones. Awesome. That's super helpful. And I'm sure it makes for a better cruise experience for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what what kinds of stuff? Let's talk about what the adults got up to on board. You've got, you know, you've got your your 12 year old is hanging out with some friends that she's made. You've got the seven year old really occupied with her cousins doing pool time and doing kids club time. What is Tracy doing on this cruise? And you've got you said it was your sister in law, right? And your and your and your mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were you all doing? We would spend some time on the adult pool deck. Yeah. There was a lot of um, sleeping (laughs) inside staterooms. You know, get up, kind of have like a a leisurely breakfast. I didn't make it to lunch in the dining room as often as I would have liked because usually I was trying to be out by the pool when they were out by the pool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those those hours are really short. They are. They are. I feel like it goes by really, really fast. I find we like never end up doing any kind of sit down lunch. And even we don't even get to Cabanas for lunch that often. It's usually just like hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken fingers, pool deck type food, just because it's quick and easy, right? When you're hanging out at the pool with the kids. Yeah. Or shawarma on the Magic and Wonder. That is a nice oh, Yes. 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 We did have Apollo brunch, probably the best Apollo brunch I've ever had. Ooh, what oh, was nice. so good about it? It ju- the food just was perfect. It was everything was so good. We of course had the chicken parm and the lasagna. My mom tried the frittata. I'm like, don't even waste time with that breakfast <laughs> food. Like, don't do it. It's so funny. We ordered the frittata once um, on one of our more recent cruises, and it, Brian actually did order the one of the not the Benedict, but the Florentine more recently, actually, and liked that one. But I had ordered the frittata, I don't know, a few, several cruises ago, just because I was like, oh, I should probably try some of the brex- breakfast food. And Tracy, exactly what you said. Why am I wasting my time? I took like two bites and I was like, it's fine. It's, it's But it's just like an omelet. It's like a dry omelet. Why would I waste room in my stomach on this when I can have? I could order two chicken parms if I want. What did we have? We had both soups and they were both really good. Um, Of course, the bread, all the bread. All the bread. I can't remember what else. But I mean, we had brunch in October. Then we had dinner on the dream in January, both Mm -hmm. Palo. This one was like head and shoulders above both of those meals. I don't, you know, it's just how things are. I don't know why sometimes it's so much better than others, but. Yeah. Did you have the pizza too? Yes, we did have a margarita pizza. Yeah. We had a calzone in October and we didn't, it was fine. Yeah. Nothing special. Yeah. That's, it's funny. Brian, that was Brian's reaction to the calzone as well. We decided to just try the calzone instead of the pizza because we always get the pizza and we're both like, yeah, this is good. But Brian's like, it's not the pizza. Let's never order this again. (laughs) (laughs) Pro tip, never order the calzone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not bad for those listening. The calzone is fine. It's just, as Tracy said, it's just nothing special. Same with the frittata. It's fine. It's just nothing special. And the Italian food on the menu, well, of course, calzone is Italian, but the the soups, the celery soup and the tomato soup are just fantastic. The chicken parm and the lasagna as entrees are just fantastic. Any of the pizzas, you cannot go wrong with any of the pizzas. They're all fantastic. There are several amazing desserts, but really the bread, I mean, as you said, all the bread, Tracy, like whether you get the savory breads or the sweet breads, um, and actually you should ask for both. (laughs) They're just We did, and I ate both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. It's an entire basket of like savory breads. And an entire basket of like sweet, like a croissant, like an almond croissant, all just pastries, right? Ugh. Yes, kind of a little like Nutella roll. Yeah. Yes. All of yes. that. Ugh, all of that. I love it. I, but you're right. There are times where it's just better than other times. Did you guys do any spa, spa time? No. 
All right. We didn't even do rainforest. Oh my goodness. Wow. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on this show, besides Disney Cruise Line, is Adventures by Disney or ABD. And our good friends and show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel have an amazing promotion going on right now. If you've been thinking about doing an Adventures by Disney trip, now is the time to take a look. So for any trips booked through My Path Unwinding, traveling after October 1st of 2023, they are giving you some exclusive rates on Adventures by Disney. And I mean exclusive to My Path Unwinding travel. So they've got some discounts on Adventures by Disney. They're also giving out a backpack to each family. You can check that out in their Adventures by Disney and National Geographic Expeditions Facebook group. It's been very popular. It's an Adventures by Disney backpack that they are able to give out, one per family. And we should say all of this is in addition to any promotional rates that Adventures by Disney is offering. You can stack all of this stuff, but you'll get all of these great extras along with the My Path Unwinding expertise in Adventures by Disney because they've taken quite a few of them. So if you are interested in exploring Adventures by Disney, finding out what these discounts are like, just exploring the opportunity to take an Adventures by Disney trip, then head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo so they know we sent you their way and let them know you're interested in Adventures by Disney trip and they will help you out. We love the folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thank you so, so much for sponsoring this show. Now back to our episode. Well, you know, you still did have three days at sea. Did you guys do, you said there was some movie time. Did you do any of the trivias or any of the family game shows on board? Yeah, we did a few trivias. My The 12-year-old daughter does love trivia. So I know, you know, when I see those, like, this is something that I want to prioritize, especially just to have some time, just me and her. She really enjoyed I enjoyed trivia too. I think we did a Frozen one, maybe a Disney Parks one. And I mean, the ultimate Disney fan trivia one, my God, is really <laughs> tough that they do at the end. Oh, yeah. I feel like... I feel like most of the trivias that they do are actually quite difficult. I mean, the music trivia is probably the the least difficult, but those are like the adult only ones. I actually think the music trivia they do that's the family one is quite hard too, because it's like these random Disney movies that I don't know, I can't ever... I can never tell. But yeah, I feel like like that's like my specialty, like the old people movies that nobody watched. I'm like, yes, I know every song from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Let's talk dining. Um, You did. uh, We did. You did mention, obviously, we talked a lot about Paulo, but let's talk main dining. Love to hear how your service was there, how the food was there. I mean, of course, you had probably, you know, all your standard rotational menus. And you probably had, because of the six night, did you have two different Rapunzel menus or, or what did you have? Yes, we had both Rapunzel menus. I feel like we didn't have pirate menu on pirate night. And I feel mm. like that's not uncommon on the six nights because they don't have to have it. So if you want to have pirate night left out altogether, grab, jump on one of those six nights <laughs> the menu anyway. Yeah, I, I actually I love I love having pirate night without the pirate night menu, which we will get on the three night on the wish that if so that's, that's another true, one where yeah. yeah the three night on the wish i think you're right the six night on the magic or the wonder often you get just the two rotational menus from each restaurant instead of getting a pirate night or you get a welcome aboard or, or something like that you got something special instead of the pirate night um so then you had the two different shows in rapunzel's is that right yes So for those who are uh, listening and haven't been on The Magic, Rapunzel's Royal Table is one of the rotational dining restaurants. And you get, I'll call it the birthday show one night, which is where they have the, the thugs from the Snuggly Duckling come in. And then you have, I'll call it the lantern show on a different night. If you're on a sailing that has only one standard rotational, um, usually a shorter sailing, it's kind of the two of them smashed into one. So they all happens in one oh, night. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know if I've ever done that. We haven't, but this is what I this is what I've heard from from fo- folks who've been on and read in the various blogs out there. You get kind of a truncated version of the birthday celebration, and so it's got kind of all merged into one show so it's but it's about the same length because they just shortened both parts of it to smush it together and then you had uh lumieres and oh and animators of course animators yes Mm -hmm. and animators was um pirate night was our animation magic night 
So that's oh, how I know we did not have the pirate menu because we just had the animation magic menu. Oh, interesting. Which is another thing that's so fun to see with first time cruisers. Oh, yeah. How did the kids love and how did the kids like animation magic? They loved it. I mean, I, I don't think they've ever seen. I mean, who's ever seen anything like that before until you see it for the first time on DCL, right? <laughs> totally. And, and what about your serving staff? Sometimes you get good ones. Sometimes you get okay ones. Sometimes you get not so good ones. We had the best ones. Um, Maria was our server in October and we bonded with her so much. We absolutely loved her. Maria is from Bulgaria and her husband, Ivan, is also on the magic right now. Although Ivan has actually been the dining room captain on one of our other sailings before. I've definitely recognized him. And then her partner was Anju, who's from St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. And um, he, the second night at Rapunzel's, you know, when you do the like parade around the dining room, he's like, come on. I'm like, all right, Anju, if you want me to go, I'm going. So here we are, like <laughs> holding hands, running around the dining room. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, but they are, they are absolutely fantastic. They made our cruise so, so special and magical. And our head waiter, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's been with the company for a long time. So he's like, we're finally going to start doing magic tricks again. And he would make sure that he came by and did a magic trick for the kids every night. If, if he could get there before they bolted from the table for the kids club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love that. I So we're really big. We love on the magic tricks. We love it when our servers do that. And we have noticed that they hadn't been doing it or not nearly as much. So I'm so glad to hear that that's back. I hope we'll get to experience that on the wish real soon. Although probably not in Arendelle because in Arendelle, there's like no time or space to do None. magic tricks. <laughs> But maybe in the other restaurants, maybe like maybe in 1923, we'll get some magic tricks. I hope. I hope that sounds awesome. But now, now I'm thinking next time we're on the magic, Brian, which is later this year, we all, maybe we should ask for Maria from Bulgaria. We haven't had bad main dining servers. We just haven't had like, we haven't had the same luck that we had pre pandemic. I know what you mean, but Maria is, but she's going on break when they go on a dry dock. I don't know when she'll be back. We're getting on after the dry dock, of course, but maybe she'll be back. I don't know. Maybe not because that wouldn't be that long of a break. We're going in September and then November. So maybe November, but probably not September when we're when we're going. Okay, so uh, you said dinner ends and the kids are running back to the kids club. What are you doing then each night after dinner? Um, So in the Cadillac Lounge, one thing I do love about Disney is that as many times as I've been, like there's always at least one new thing to try, right? And I thought that my favorite cocktail was the Colette. And did not oh, think yes and Remy yes yes and you can't get it anywhere else yes but my new favorite cocktail is called a Coco Royale in Keys I don't know whose idea it was to put tequila and champagne in a glass together what it's eighteen it's eighteen hundred coconut which is tequila and my favorite uh, Moe ice there's no ice chilled poured together and they sprinkle coconut flakes on top of it it is so good. Oh, wow. So smooth. I'm not a big drinker. Like usually a drink that's straight alcohol like that would be too much for me. And it's strong. Don't get me wrong. It's really smooth, <laughs> but it will sneak up on you. But it, well, it's the best drink I've ever had. Wow. I might have to try that. I mean, I have to tell them no shaved coconut because I can't stand the texture and taste of shaved coconut. But I actually don't mind. I, li- I like coconut flavored things. Give it, Sounds weird. I like a pina colada, but I don't like shaved coconut. I think you'll like that. And I don't think the the coconut adds really any flavor. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, for presentation, but oh my goodness. But was one of those is the maximum for me. Like there's no way. <laughs> 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 more than one. It sounds like a great evening though. Just, you know, hanging out in keys. There's a piano player playing some, maybe some Disney tunes kind of classically played or maybe not. And, uh, and when I say classically played, I mean, played in like a classical music styling. I feel like that they sometimes do stuff like that and it's really fun. Did you guys see the sh- any of the shows, the main stage shows, I mean? We haven't first time cruises. We definitely made sure we made it to all the main stage shows. Um, we had gotten kind of comfortable with showing up, you know, whenever we want and getting a good seat. Those days are over with. I mean, if you're not concierge, you know, like you you need to, be, if you want a good seat, you need to be there 30 minutes before the show starts. Yeah, yeah. Which shows did you guys go to? Did you go to all the main stage shows? Um, did you go to any any variety acts? What what all did you get to see? We didn't do the variety acts, um, which no good reason. I mean, most of the variety acts we've seen have been really good. I believe we've seen Charles Pichak and Marcus Monroe on The Magic, both very good. I would recommend oh, yeah. them. They weren't on this sailing, but I, I don't know. I guess the theme of this cruise was really 
really like relaxation. <laughs> like yeah. Making it very, very easy. So yeah, sometimes we just didn't feel like hurrying up and getting showered and getting to the theater 30 minutes early to get a good seat. For sure. Um, But we had uh, Twice Charmed, very cute, of course, Tangled, and then, you know, Peter Pan. Is it Dreams or Believe? It's Believe, right? um, It's Disney Dreams. That's Disney Dreams? Okay. That one's Disney Dreams. Yeah. The one with Peter Pan and uh, Anne Marie. Yeah. Yeah. So for those those who are listening who don't know have any idea what we're talking about, I'll just give you a little little primer. So the Walt Disney Theater on all of the ships basically have three well, I'll call them main stage shows, which are Broadway style musicals. One, um, the magic is called Twice Charmed, which is a it's kind of a a twist on the classical Cinderella tale. So it's not the story of Cinderella classically. It is a different story and it has music and it was made for Disney Cruise Line. It's actually a really great show. And then Tangled, of course, is the Rapunzel animated film brought to stage and it tracks almost completely with the movie. And it's very good as well. One of my favorites, I would say. And then Believe, which is, again, a story made for Disney Cruise Line. And it's about a girl who's about to go to middle school and she gets visited in the middle of the night by the fairy from Pinocchio and then by Peter Pan and gets taken on this journey, basically. And so there are lots of um, different musical acts from a bunch of different Disney movies brought to life on stage for that show. But yeah, so I feel like the magic actually has some of the best on stage or main stage offerings across the fleet. Yeah. And I would say like theater is just a part of our lives. Like my kids have been going to shows their whole life. They're very used to it. The other kids we were with haven't, but Twice Charmed and Tangled, like they move really fast, right? They're they're flying through that story. So they were both pretty wrapped the whole time, right? The last one moves a little bit more slowly. And I think the six-year-old, there were parts where she was kind of "Eh, bored, but uh, she did fine. It wasn't like she was causing chaos or commotion. So I think even if your kids aren't typically into that type of stuff, this is a really good place to try it out. Oh yeah, really good point. Because they really are only an hour, typically an hour or less. I think the longest ones are maybe like an hour and 10 minutes. And they try to start those just like 10 minutes earlier because of that. So yeah, I think it's a great way to introduce kids to the musical theater if they haven't been introduced to it because it's in a much shorter yeah format. There's no way Nathan would sit through a three-hour Broadway show. Let me just put that out there. Like he's nine years old and he would not sit through a three-hour show. Does not He's not big on the shows, to be perfectly honest, but he will sit through an hour show and typically will enjoy it. It's just not his favorite thing. He would rather be at the kids' club or watching a movie in the stateroom or eating popcorn, watching Disney cartoons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Tracy, I'm curious if you have like big memories from the sailing or things that stood out that you wanted to be sure to share. No, I, I, th- I think just, you know, being able to see the newness, everything through the first time cruisers, especially young kids like that, it made the cruise like that was probably the part that I was the most excited about. Oh, you know what that. I mean? Like so fun. Everything that was so new to them. Of course, they enjoyed the fireworks on pirate night, like everything that, you know, that the being able to get the ice cream. God, I don't know how much. How much ice cream they ate? <laughs> <laughs> ate on these cruises, but you know that's. Yeah, I guess that's a great vacation. part about it. You don't have to say no. Yeah, it's just vacation. Yeah. In watching the YouTube videos, I did come across the chocolate making one in Cozumel, and that one looked really great. I think I would try that again. So I would say, like you know, Cozumel can be very. I don't know. Like if you just get off the port and walk around, like you're going to get exactly what you expect to get. But I would say like, try some of those different offerings that Disney has out there. I really enjoyed ours. And I think if I go back, I would try the the chocolate making because the YouTube video I watched of it, it was way more than what I guess expected. But I guess I should know by now that Disney is going to try and make it really nice for you. I really like Cozumel as a port. You know, we don't typically just get off and walk around ourselves. I think it's a better port than Nassau. You're right. It is like very, you know, typical and it is a very common port in that way in the Western Caribbean. But there's a lot of really good excursion offerings in Cozumel. And I don't find the same to be true in Nassau. I feel like in Nassau, there's like a couple of decent excursions, um, but most of it is just doesn't seem all that interesting to me. So. Yeah, I think that's a great tip, though. Oh, and in Grand Cayman, the only three of us did the snorkeling. The rest of our party did a dolphin um, excursion. Oh, how did they like that? They liked, they really enjoyed it, but they weren't allowed to take their phones or anything in, right? Oh. And they couldn't take a single picture. 
and the prices for the pictures that she told me, I, I mean, I think it was like four pictures for $200 or something like that. It was the prices Crazy. she told me were wild. She didn't purchase any of the pictures. Like we bought pictures on our excursion. I got two like five by sevens for 20 bucks. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. So I would say like caveat em- emptor, you know what I mean? Yep. That means let the buyer beware for those that don't know common Latin phrases. <laughs> That's okay. You know, so the, what that means, the buyer beware is that if you get some, if you're going to do a dolphin excursion and we had the same experience, we did a dolphin excursion years ago in Cabo and they did not let you bring your phones with you either. And so th- we do, we did end up buying the pictures. Um, we didn't buy the video because we didn't do the, we did a, I'm going to call it dolphin encounter rather than swimming with the dolphins. So we did get to get in the water with the dolphins and pet them and play with them a little bit, but we didn't get to do the thing where you basically hold on to the dolphin and the dolphin swims with you, which was fine because there was no way Nathan was going to do any of that at the time. This was when he, this was like his first cruise, I think. We did on the wonder. Yeah. And we went and it went down to Cabo. So it was a really fun experience. We liked playing with the dolphin. I remember the pictures being quite expensive though. And it was your only option for capturing the moment because you did not have your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tracy, it sounds like a fabulous cruise, but I think we have reached that point in our show where I need to hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary rules, and a bit of arbitrary judgment of the round we call Rapid Fire. Sam, I wanted to make a suggestion, though, for this Rapid Fire round. You know, take it or leave it. It's your round. But I think we ought to get some of Tracy's New Orleans favorites. Oh, I like that. You know, I was going to do Tracy's favorites on the magic. So we've done Rapid Fire with Tracy. So we've done our sort of standard favorites. But uh, let me, why don't I mix it up? I'm going to ask you some New Orleans favorites and I'm going to ask you uh, some favorites from the magic specifically, since I'm not going to ask you the standard character movie song questions that we've already, you know, done with you before. Okay. So let's start with favorite jazz club. Or music venue, I should say. Ooh, in New Orleans. That is a tough one. There's so many. You can give us a couple if if you can't think, you know, narrow it down. I, I would say for this audience, try Preservation Hall. Like it's hot, it's crowded. Preservation Hall Jazz Band is amazing and the sets are short. Like they do like five sets a night, 45 minutes each. And awesome. then if you want if you want something more laid back, maybe like what you would see in Seoul, you want to try Snug Harbor on um Frenchman Street. Awesome. But I mean, I don't I don't get out much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frenchman Street is 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 packed with all kinds of jazz clubs, so I think that's always a good recommendation in general. Okay, tell me where do you get the best beignets in New Orleans? And you know this is going to be a point of debate for a lot of people, but where is Tracy's favorite beignets? If I want beignets, I'm going to go to Morning Call at the intersection of City Park Avenue and Canal. All right, sounds good. Now, regular coffee or chicory coffee, Tracy? Either one. All the, right. coffee I, the coffee I drink every morning has chicory in it. By the way, Sam, I just put the, the hot coffee pot away for the season. Like it comes out in like late December, early January. And by this time, it's it's away. Like I'm, I can't drink. Like once it gets yeah. to like 40, I'm like, oh, I can have hot coffee now. But no, it's yeah. back to cold brew every day now. Oh, I hear you, Tracy. I am a, I'm a big iced coffee person in the morning or iced Americano specifically is what I drink almost every morning. Unless I'm really cold. If I'm really cold, then I'm going for that hot cup of drip coffee typically. All right. Well, if you are going to get a po'boy sandwich, where are you going in New Orleans, Tracy? I'm probably going to go to Krabby Jack's on Jefferson Mm. Highway uh, and get a shrimp remoulade and fried green tomato po'boy. I just had one not that long ago. Um, But if you just want like the staple um, shrimp or roast beef, Parkway Bakery cannot be beat. But they're not yeah. open at night anymore. I just found that out. That used to be my, the best time to go. Now they close oh like my. six o'clock. It's, oh, wow. It's back during the day. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, the food is legit. Yeah. that's what. So I always get from Parkway, I always get the shrimp po'boy. Brian um, sometimes gets shrimp. Sometimes he'll get oysters and sometimes he'll get roast beef. He, he likes to switch it up. I'm just shrimp all the way. Ooh, that fried oysters po'boy. probably are the best fried oysters. <laughs> that's, Brian's dad loves those too. So I, I hear you on that. All right. Well, now we're going to go move on to onto the magic since that's the ship you sailed on. I'd love to know what was your favorite Disney stage show on the magic? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it has to be Rapunzel, but that Cinderella one is so cute. I love yeah. it. I really do. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Tangled wins, but I honestly think that Twice Charmed is up there. It's really good. It's one of the better. It's, I think, perhaps that and Seize the Adventure are like the two best ones that aren't based on a movie. Yeah, the tang- Tangle's going to win, though, because of the I've got a dream number and the scene where they are, you know, trapped in the cave and they're like drowning and they use yes. the, the ropes. Yeah, that, that's really cool. They do a really good job. With so all that's that. going to edge it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Favorite rotational dining on the magic. Um, on the magic, it's going to have to be Rapunzel's. I yeah. love animators, but that the food is really good in Rapunzel's. The show is the shows are both really cute. I, I love Rapunzel's. Yes. And you have to have that um, fried sweet bread thing in the pan as for dessert on. I don't remember which menu it's on, if it's on the lantern menu or the thug menu, but it's it's delicious. There's some great there's some good desserts in there in general. I think we ordered every dessert every night. Plus, Maria would always bring us a creme brulee from, from, from <laughs> wherever. I guess it was always Lumiere's that's serving it. Right. She thought she started that the first night. And after that, there was no going back. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. All right. Favorite bar on the magic on the magic is going to be keys yeah it's that that bar is um i feel like they downsized the piano bars the newer the ships got like yeah i love well pink's not the piano bar is it that's the champagne bar they have a piano player in they there. have a I piano in there yep ooh la la and pink both have the pian- a piano yeah and then nightingales is like this this big it's <laughs> it's teeny tiny absolutely like, how did they even fit a piano in here but yeah i love uh i love keys it's like there's always plenty of seating in there and it's very comfortable and of course it's where i had that delicious drink I'm with you. I'm with you. Favorite onboard activity? Ooh, does eating count? No. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> eating at Palo, probably specifically, right? <laughs> right. Or um, just grazing at, the, I'm telling you that, well, I mean, I'm sure no one's surprised that the Southeast Asian food on the buffet is excellent, so right? Absolutely. I'm with you on that. All right. Now you've been back on the magic. You've been on all five ships. You know, actually, let me ask this a different way. Uh, has your has your favorite ship changed now that you've been on the wish now that you've been on the magic several times more recently? Or what is your favorite ship? I have to say I was so impressed with the dream. I had not been on there in a while. We went in January. The food quality was really good in every restaurant. Everything was nice and hot every single time. I love pink. And I mean, the service was excellent there. It does change though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're all endearing for different reasons. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm missing, and I'm missing the wonder right now, of course, because I don't know when I'll get to get back on it. All right. Well, I'm going to end with the last question that I always ask because, you know, for a lot of people, this changes. What is your bucket list cruise? So I've been thinking about this and I just realized that like uh, next year you can do Alaska on the Wonder, then sail out of Vancouver to Hawaii, do like 10 nights in home, do like 10 nights, you know, including several stops in Hawaii and then go straight on to Australia. So that's that sounds it. amazing. It's like a, it's a back to back to back to back i think maybe a four is it it would be a three or a four back to backs and a the, three yeah yeah and then you're on there for like 30 nights i think or something yeah that sounds about right yeah i could i could live with that i'll go on that yeah. with you tracy we will we'll be completely poor by the time we get to australia we won't have enough money to come back to the United no, and States. I'll, be, I, I will, I'll be unemployed like i won't even have a job to make same. more money <laughs> same same <laughs> i love it Well, thanks again, Tracy, for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, We love, you know, we love Disney Cruise Line. You love Disney Cruise Line. I feel like as much as we do, except you don't have it, love it enough to have a podcast about it. (laughs) (laughs) I might love it a little too much, though. Well, the, if the last year is a test of that, then you've passed that test, Tracy. <laughs> well, Tracy, we do appreciate you coming on to share your cruise with us. And as always, just enjoy having you on as a guest. So hope to have you back soon. But for now, I'll just say thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to having you back. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find 
find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon if you'd like to help support the show. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.